Welcome to the Inner Priestess Podcast, helping empathic and intuitive women trust, recognize, and embody the priestess within. I'm Elizabeth, also known as She Who Walks With Women, and here's today's reminder that your intuition is real, the earth is sacred, and you're more powerful than you can imagine. One of the biggest obstacles we face in the journey from budding intuitive to full-blown, in-your-power, healing-the-world priestess is trusting that we're sensitive to energy. There are numerous reasons why we don't trust our intuition, why we hide it, ignore it, fear it, and we'll talk about that in a future episode. But today, I want to give you some tips to begin to recognize your energetic sensitivity, because once you begin to recognize it, you can begin to trust it, and once you begin to trust it, you begin to develop it. Before we dive into the tips for recognizing energetic messages, I'm going to tell you the short version of my energetic awakening. This is a story I've never told publicly before, and although your awakening process is unique to you, you're going to find some similarities between our experiences. It's so deeply ingrained in us to keep this part of ourselves hidden, but as we share our stories with one another, we begin to realize that we're not alone in this, and through hearing other women's stories, we glean a deeper understanding of our own energetic awakening. My reawakening began in 2004. I say reawakening because, like most of us, I was an incredibly sensitive child. I was highly in tune with animals, the elements, nature. I had prophetic dreams, and I was extremely empathic, knowing what others were experiencing. I had telepathic connection with my siblings, and this was all normal part of childhood. It's just the way it was, and I never questioned it. When I hit puberty, my sensitivity exploded. Not only did I feel everything, I had dreams of what was going to happen the next day at school, I knew what someone was going to say before they said it, my powers just absolutely exploded. But there were two problems with this. I had no idea at that time that I wasn't like everyone else. No one else was experiencing this. And I learned this quickly. And the second problem with that is I had no tools or guidance to help me to understand what was happening and how to manage it. So, rather than dealing with it, I suppressed my gifts. I ignored them. I pretended they didn't exist. I began to control my mind in such a way that it blocked out these gifts. And I did my best to fit in with the other students. If you've been th uh, through something similar, you're probably thinking that this did not end well for me. And you would be right about that. I've been, if you've been through it, you know that you can suppress your gifts for a while but eventually they come back and they slap you right in the face. The more you push against them, the more forceful they become. Like someone whispering a message to you over and over and you're ignoring them until eventually they're screaming at you to pay attention. So my gifts came back in full force about five years later in 2004 when I was going on 16 years old. They came back as numbers everywhere, seeing repeating patterns, numbers and everything, and one of my visions from childhood actually came back, but it was tied to a new vision, almost like more information was being shown to me. And then it kind of culminated on Christmas Day that year, that vision I had been seeing came true, and that sparked a series of losses. So between Christmas Day and the spring of 2005, 12 of my family members and close friends passed away. They passed on dates that I had seen repeatedly leading up to this period, and uh, each time they passed, I felt it and I saw it before I heard the news. I'll always remember the day that my, grandfather, uh, my grandmother 
passed away. I was home, and um, it was late at night, and suddenly everything turned blue. I saw um, a vision of snow, and I kind of just fell into that snow, and I knew she was gone. So I'm talking about with this loss, I lost both grandmothers. I lost uncles. I lost aunts. I lost childhood best friends. Then it seemed to move outward into more acquaintances. And this was traumatic. And once again, I didn't have the tools to understand what was happening in an energetic level. I remember being so frustrated because I had these visions, but there was nothing I could do about it. The coincidences at that time were enough for me to move from, oh no, I'm going insane, I'm losing my mind, seeing these patterns everywhere, to recognizing that I do know things that others don't, and I can't necessarily explain how I know them. And that's a big moment. If you've reached that point where you're starting to think that you might be intuitive or sensitive to energy, give yourself some credit. I know it's scary and it's not easy. After things settled down and I acknowledged that I was mildly psychic, and you are too, don't let that term scare you, I still struggled with understanding my abilities. I didn't have a teacher at the time. All I could do was notice and then reflect, notice and then reflect, again and again. It wasn't until 2011, so seven years later of just pure self-study, that I reached another breaking point. My, My life was absolutely falling apart on an emotional level, which I'll talk about another time. And I was connected at that time with an incredibly gifted psychic medium. Through her, I was connected with a a spirit guide and began the process of developing my skills. That set me on a path where I was blessed to work with some really incredible teachers and experience some once-in-a-lifetime. But the most valuable gift that she gave me during that reading was the affirmation that my gifts were real. Everything she said that day was confirmed. From the details of the person who came through, to where some to find some money that he had tucked away, and her acknowledgement that I was and am sensitive to energy was what I needed to hear to really step onto my path as an intuitive, an empath, a psychic, and eventually a fully initiated priestess. So a few tips that I want to share with you to help you begin to trust and recognize your unique energetic sensitivity without spending decades spinning in circles like I did are... Number one, I want you to find a community where your gifts are acknowledged and respected. So often the people we associate with on a daily basis are on a completely different path than we are. So find the people who are going to help you thrive. And start with me if you need to. If you don't have anyone in your life that you can reach out to, find me on Instagram. You can message me, comment on the posts that you resonate with. Because you're going to find people in those comments that are discovering their gifts and going through this whole process alongside of you. Number two, don't always have to share your gifts. And I want to be very clear about this. Sharing your gifts with the right people is essential to our growth. But sharing your gifts with the wrong people will set you back during this incredibly sensitive stage that you're in. So you're looking for the true spiritual seekers. The average person won't necessarily understand you, and that's okay, but you don't want to get caught up with the false seekers either. And this leads me to tip number three. Trust your gut. Trust your instincts about people. If you imagine reaching out to someone or sharing something about your gifts, do you get a queasy feeling around your belly button? Or does it feel good? Does it feel easy, natural? This will help you find the right people but it will also help you to refine your intuition. 
and this is the beginning of learning to interpret energetic messages. I'll talk more about that in a future episode as well. Number four, notice the signs and allow yourself to see them as a message from your higher self and your spirit team. Next time you see a repeating number, 1111, 1234, 444, notice how you're feeling. Notice what you're thinking when you see that number, and remind yourself that yes, this is an energetic message. When the wind blows a certain way, or a bird jumps out from the bush in front of you, or when the moon shines overhead like it's just for you, trust how you feel and notice your thoughts in that moment. Number five, remember that you are your greatest teacher. You'll be pulled in every direction on this path with people trying to sell you and tell you what you need to do in regards to your gift. The best teachers help you find the answer within yourself. We all interpret energy differently, we all receive messages in our own way, and we all have unique gifts that nobody else has and nobody else necessarily understands. Nobody else is like you. So while we can support one another, and a good teacher can help you discover your gifts, always default to your own inner knowing. Keep practicing trusting yourself and keep digging deeper. I hope my story was illuminating and these tips were helpful. We're going to continue to move deeper into traversing the path from budding intuitive to full-blown priestess. So if you want to learn more, subscribe, follow me on Instagram, and keep an eye out for a new episode coming soon. As always, your intuition is real. The earth is sacred, and you're more powerful than you can imagine.